more touches, it's more points for my fantasy team. If you're not going to finesse, then what's the point? It gets you nowhere. Give me Aaron Rodgers any day of the week. No questions asked. He had five catches, 90 yards, and two touchdowns? It's all about the volume, baby. That's crazy. Welcome to Hunting Revelations. Fantasy football. Here we are back. Week two recap. Hunting Revelations. Here with Austin Hunt, man. How's it going today? It's going good, man. Uh, week two is all right. I went one and six in my, my regular fantasy league, so <laughs> it can it can be better. It can be better, but we did win some money this weekend. Let's talk. Let's talk about that real quick. Now I know you got a got a story you want to tell us about this Sunday night football. <laughs> I'll let you go first. I was. Was it Sunday night or Monday night? I think it was oh, Monday yeah, night. Yeah, Monday night. Monday night. Yeah, my bad. Monday night, I was winning $500. And then one play happened. Russell Wilson threw a pick six, <laughs> immediately lost $400 and never got it back. That's just sad. It, it's like it make you it make you want to resent Russell Wilson the rest of his life. <laughs> that's, that's one play. One play. And it was a bad throw. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get into that on the recap. Um, yeah, I. I want. I was winning like four hundred and forty dollars at halftime with the one o'clock games, and as the time kept dwindling down, I kept going down and down. But I ended up getting two seventy, so that's a plus. Um, guys like Big Ben, Kirk Cousins, shout out to y'all, McCaffrey, gave me some money this weekend. I appreciate it. All right, we get, let's get right into the week two recap. Start with Thursday night football: Ravens versus Bengals. The Bengals won 34-23. Uh, what did you learn from this game? I learned that the Ravens have absolutely no offense. They are struggling to run the ball right now. And the only person I really see from this team that's been productive is John Brown, and that's just because he's been catching touchdowns. Right. Now, I will say this is the Flacco's best um, receiving core I think he has, he ever had. Uh, when Especially when Hayden Hurst come back. I think he might be coming back this week, coming up. But, yeah, that run, the running game is the issue. Uh, Harbaugh already said that Hayden Hurst is going to be out, so it's going to be uh, another week. Another week. But, yeah, Brown, yeah, Brown's the only one as far as – Decent targets, but yeah, he's scoring touchdowns, so that's why he looked amazing. Uh, I think I think the Harbaugh wants to establish the run game. He has to. That way, you set a play action. That way, you keep teams honest. And I think I think it's kind of fluky to judge the Ravens' offense right now, which they look like the best offense in the league. And then they play Cincinnati in four days of preparation, and then didn't really do that much until the second half when you know toward the end of the season when toward in the game when Bengals are taking the foot off the gas. Uh, I want to question: Do you think Andy Dalton is legit right now? No, <laughs> no said on that. Uh, let's move on to uh, Carolina visiting Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta won this game thirty-one to twenty-four. Uh, my biggest takeaway is I want to give McCaffrey this nickname. I want to call him the White God because I think <laughs> the, <what? laughs> the White God. <laughs> he, I, I really think without him, I don't think Carolina has an offense. Um, yes, Cam Newton can run around and and he's dicing up people, you know, Jarius Wright and guys like that. And Fudge is getting more targets now, but 
I think McCaffrey is the reason why the offense is moving at all. Oh, you're absolutely right. Um, Christian McCaffrey is the only person I want from this offense besides Cam Newton. And Cam Newton is their running back, and McCaffrey is their wide receiver, but Newton throws him the ball. So, I like, that's, <laughs> it's, it, that's their whole offense. There's nothing to it. This this team is going to be in blowouts, or not blowouts, but in uh, shootout games all season long. And then on Atlanta side, Julio is getting a huge target share, 49% week one, 32 last week, but he still can't score touchdowns. How much How much of a problem do you think the enemy is trying, trying to get him in the end zone is? I don't – have they been trying to make different plays than running straight at the end zone? Had – have they tried any screens or anything like that? Like I, I don't know. It it's not all of Julio's fault, but a lot of the fault is is on the coach. Yeah, he need they need to take the playbook out of uh, maybe New Orleans when they're on the goal line. They just throw the ball to Mike Thomas on the screen and let him run in. Like just get the ball in his hands close to the end zone instead of trying to make him run all around the world to get in the ball. But hopefully they get together in week three. Uh, let's move on to the L.A. Chargers at Buffalo. Chargers won the game thirty-one to twenty. Melvin Gordon with three touchdowns that helped both of, both of us out this weekend. Um, I think the Chargers offense is fantastic. Uh, it's like it has a lot of a lot of pieces pieces to play with. It's feel like it got a lot of guys who can who can start on the team. I mean, like I said in week one, if the Chargers were down a touchdown the whole game last week, so they're a team that can compete with absolutely anyone or blow teams out like they did with the Bills this week. Melvin Gordon is like we both wanted him as a top five back this season, and he's proven he proved that this week. And I'm just I'm just ready for Keenan Allen to start getting the ball now too. Yeah, Keenan Allen really had he getting the ball a lot as far as targets wise, but yeah, we haven't seen any. Well, I guess week one he had a pretty good game. I mean, it's week two it wasn't terrible, but. We expect more out of Keenan Allen, maybe because you know the assertions of Mike Williams and Eckler and Gordon's, you know, taking all the receiving touchdowns as well. So the the Buffalo Bills are a dumpster fire. I'm not. I don't even want Lashawn McCoy anymore. Well, yeah, I I think the only reason why McCoy still be fantasy relevant is because of volume, because somebody has to do something. Uh, Josh Allen didn't look too bad. He's not fantasy relevant right now. But maybe years to come when they get somebody. I think I think they need a Tyreek Hill guy, a Marquise Goodwin guy with him um, to push the ball down the field. Uh, you saw that he connect with Zay Jones for like 50-some yards. And that Zay Jones not the guy that, you know, a deep threat that you want um, in, you know, on, in offense. So maybe maybe after they do some rosters, roster changing, I think Buffalo could be okay as far as with Josh Allen. Uh, Minnesota Green Bay, they ended up in the tie because – Kickers are horrible. Um, but what I learned, and you know I'm a Vikings fan, and you, it's usually rose closed, but I think Adams uh, is matchup proof when he has Aaron Rodgers. So you think he's going to be matchup proof this weekend against uh, Josh Norman? Yep. No matter who he goes against, I'm not worried. With, with, as long as he has Aaron Rodgers, I'm not worried about it. Okay, with Aaron Rodgers, I I can agree with you. With any other quarterback back there, is it wouldn't happen. Oh yeah, uh, if, it, if it, I, I probably wouldn't still start him, but I probably still start him because he get volume. But I wouldn't think he was gonna give me an explosion 
unless he scores a touchdown. I'm more excited to see what uh, we're seeing from Jimmy Graham this year because I feel if he can get the ball more than he did in Seattle, he could have a good year with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and on the other side, man, Cousins, he looked like he worth the $84 million when he throwing the ball to his playmakers. He threw the ball to, you know, to somebody else. <laughs> it might be, you know, guys like Trey Will dropping the ball and getting picked off. Cousins, Diggs, and Thielen, man, that, that's, a, that's a show. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried about any of the pass catchers or Kirk Cousins in, in Minnesota. But what what's wrong with your man Davin Cook, man? Why why did they have him on a pitch count? Well, I guess they're still trying to um uh, trying to get him up to speed. Especially he had, he didn't play preseason. He hasn't played a football game. You know, he played week one and week two, but before that and didn't play a football se- a game until since week four of last year. So maybe you could talk about stam- stamina being an issue. Um but one, the rushing thing I'm not worried about right now. Uh obviously got our center's still being dealt when he comes back. I think the offensive line will be eventually you know, he he might you might see him get 80 yards rushing and 50 yards passing instead of uh, receiving instead of um what maybe 30 yards rushing now and 50 yards receiving right now. Uh, so keep if you got Devin Cook, keep him. He he'll be fine. Uh, Cleveland, New Orleans. This is a game that Cleveland should have won. Uh, 18 to 21 to 18 was the final score. Uh, my Browns take is they want to run the ball. But it doesn't really look consistent. I, I guess it's keeping the defense honest. But Carlos High, you see a high volume in carries, but the rushing yards doesn't doesn't equate. And that's been Carlos High for his whole career. Um, he's going to have those games. Like when he has his boom games, he's going to have 150 yards and two touchdowns. Like, Like, he's going to get the volume, and I trust Carlos Hyde to get those big games, but I, they're going to be fewer and far in between on the Browns. And what's up with Duke Johnson? He's not even, he's barely at all in the running, in, in the like in the receiving game. I don't, I, I, I put him in the category with, you know, your Chris Thompson's of the world, and he's not doing anything. I feel like now that Josh Gordon is gone, they're going to start trying to pass him the ball more because they need to because they're going to, they're having trouble moving the ball just in the short game in general. Right. Uh, New Orleans, are we talking about Mike Thomas being one of the best receivers in the game uh, or maybe the best receiver in the game, the way he's looking? I give him top three right now. I honestly give him top three right now. He's a hmm. – he might be nah. He's top two. He's he he's above D Hop, but he's behind A B still. Mike Thomas, man, it, as if if it continues right now, he will break the record for most in the in the season. I think he's like one hundred and forty three, and he's already with twenty eight right now. So I mean, obviously we will see some kind of aggression, but maybe not. Maybe maybe his offense is predicated around Mike Thomas and how great he is. We'll see week four when Mark Ingram gets back. This is a team that needs to control the clock more. Yeah, do you see the problem? I mean, Kamara, I guess same issue with Davin Cook. The, the running game isn't really isn't really there. It's it's not there at all, but the passing game is definitely there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Miami and the Jets, 20-12. Um, I haven't seen much film on it, but what I get away from the uh, Jets is – I'm glad I didn't 
draft Robbie Anderson because of Sam Darnold. And I think Anuwa is the clear-cut number option. Uh, I don't think Sam Darnold wants to go deep. I think that 40-yard touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson that we wanted was kind of a fluke in playing Detroit Lions. I don't, I don't think I don't think uh, that's what that would happen as you know consistent basis. But Anuwa is the guy in New York to have. And I believe Anuwa would have been the guy last year if if he didn't get hurt. And honestly, the second pass catcher behind him would probably be Bilal Powell. Bilal Powell. And, and Robbie Anderson and Terrell Pryor are fighting over for that third position. But I I still like Robbie Anderson better because I. Don't think Terrell Pryor is a good receiver. Yeah, Robbie Anderson probably is a better receiver, but I feel like his route tree is, I almost say limited. But I mean, he's more of a deep, deep threat guy. Like I said, I don't, I don't think that's what Sam Donald wants to do. Um, Miami side, Tannehill look looking pretty um, efficient uh, these past few weeks. Uh, I just like I said, we still don't know who the clear cut receiver is because Kenny still didn't do anything. Um, so that was a. For our segment last week of, of what the fluke, uh, yeah, see, he this this time he didn't do anything. Two catches, I think, less than twenty yards. Uh, Damon Dola just being average. Um, who else came back? Grant Grant uh, didn't really do that much as he did for week one. I mean, Ten Hill still doing work, but it's feel like you don't want to have any pass catches because you don't know who's the guy for that week. And he spread the ball around, and no one really had a big game. No one had above 12 fantasy points as a wide receiver or a tight end. This was a really, really slow game, and I like I don't know if these past two games have been very indi- indicative of what Tannehill actually is, like, whether he's good or not. Right. And I think Devontae Parker with a healthy, stra- healthy scratch, uh, he may play this week. I hope he does. Uh, because that, get, that gives him a dynamic playmaker. Um and shout out to Frank Gore who is now fourth all time in rushing yards. Is is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? Oh, absolutely. He's the most consistent back for maybe ever. Yeah, at, that's actually that's actually good because you think about all the other guys up there. They, you know they had their explosive seasons and then either you know either fade out or or the case may be. I I don't think I mean Miami probably wouldn't have been the choice I would have made. You know to. See if I can still continue to be that back, but maybe maybe he's doing the smart thing. Maybe trying to keep, uh, continue to keep playing and lessen his workload. Um, oh, he 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 just wanted to retire in Miami because he, he went to school there. That's true too. Uh, Kansas City and Pittsburgh, man, forty-two to thirty-seven. This is where most people in DraftKings made their money. Um, my thing, my my only takeaway is, damn, Holmes, like he's the real, he's the real deal. Six passing touchdowns? Six? That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And one of them was to the running back, Kareem Hunt. He he spread the ball around a lot. The only person to get two touchdowns was Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and I think Kelsey is actually the the number one option as far as for Kansas City. Uh, Yeah, Tyreek Hill is dynamic and can score 80 yards in one play. But I think Kelsey is the guy that's more – Consistent, but I also feel like that's going to be week to week because if Tyree Kill has his two plays for two touchdowns, I don't see why they wouldn't try to run the ball with Kareem Hunt for the rest of the game, which would leave Kelsey out of the equation like it did in week one. I wish they run the ball more. <laughs> it, it's it's like sometimes you forget about Kareem Hunt on the team. 
Uh, and on Pittsburgh side, uh, Juju, Antonio Brown, they just it's still showing that they can still get it done. Um, I feel like Pittsburgh gonna be in a lot of shootouts. People kept kept saying the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is really good, and I think without Shazier, man, it just it can't hold up um, unless some kind of changes happen. I feel like Big Ben's gonna put up that has to put up hella numbers this week, uh, week at week in and week out. Uh, especially without Bell and controlling the clock, James Conner still looks pretty decent. But I mean, I mean, how how much how much um I guess how much impact impact do we see Conner having continue without Bell or like Pittsburgh offense still still looking because they they struggle early in the game and then put it on late. So I, I'm kind of kind of still nervous about him a little bit. I'm definitely nervous when it's not. In Pittsburgh, but when it is in Pittsburgh, I still feel like Big Ben is a safe play with or without Bell. But when Bell is back, which it's rumored that he's supposed to be back before the end of September, but with or without Bell, I I can trust Big Ben at home. But away, I'm not touching him with a mile-long pole. (laughs) Uh, Let's move over to Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. Fitz magic continued. Uh, they won 27-21. Um, the Bucks, yeah, they can throw the ball, and they're playing teams who can't stop the pass. Um, what are they? What, are, what happens when they play? Do you think the Buccaneers can 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 show they're still great if they play, you know, Jacksonville or Minnesota or teams of that nature? Uh, I thought Eagles would get more pass rush in this game, and they did earlier on early on in the game, outside of the first play of the game. Um, and then Eagles play a lot of man-to-man. So, I mean, I don't know why they do that. When they, don't, they don't have anybody back there who can stop anybody. Um, and for Philadelphia, I think they're glad that Carson Wentz is back. Oh, they're more than happy Carson Wentz is back. And I, I, we've seen this so many times with Ron Fitzpatrick. I <laughs> Like, I, so many people, they saw it twice. They had to pick him up this week in fantasy. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. I just couldn't do it, man. Someone dropped Russell Wilson in one of my leagues for Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's crazy. No, that's 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 not smart, people. Fitzpatrick, let's let's look. Let's kind of try to slow it down a little bit because one, he's a backup for a reason. Like he's he's a reason why Fitzpatrick is not a starter in the NFL. Like people have to realize that he's like what year fourteen now, year fifteen. I mean, yes, he's going crazy right now. He might go crazy again this week, but let's. Uh, I, I, we, like, like you said, we, we've seen it before. We've seen him had thirty-one touchdowns in the season before. We've seen him go crazy for a couple games, then fall fall flat on his butt again. Um, I, I think I, I need to see him versus a good defense before I even touch him. Uh, I know I didn't even try to pick him up. Didn't even put no claims out for him or try to trade for him because um, I, I don't believe it. Yeah, and one thing I'm interested in this week is to see where the Eagle running back situation is. J.J. is probably sitting out with his back injury. Going to see what they do with Wendell Smallwood. And if Sproles isn't there, I'm going to play a lot of Corey Clement on DraftKings. Yeah, they also signed a practice squad running back. I think his name is Josh or Jordan Adams. Uh, one, of the, one of that, he, he got signed. So, yeah, maybe maybe Sproles might be out again. And like I said, Ajay back. Um, I mean, I, I guess it don't really matter. They don't need to run the ball now. They um, Carson Wentz back. He let him. He can. He can dictate that offense how he wanted. Um, and teams have to be scared about Wentz. So throwing the ball. So 
you know, it won't be able to come close and, and get, you know, pressure in the foes' face because we know foes can't – it's not like that. Um, and they did sign Jordan Matthews this morning. Don't know how much um, fantasy news that will be, but without Jeffrey and without Mike Wallace and only having Aguilar and Ertz, who knows? I thought Jordan Matthews was supposed to be hurt most of the season. No, they say they say he had a chance to uh, play week three. That's what they say. Oh. Uh, that's what they say. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, we'll find out. I guess. Uh, Houston, Tennessee, seventeen, uh, twenty to seventeen. Tennessee wins the game with their backup quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. The the trick play in this game won t- Titans the game because uh, you know you got you got to think of the things that don't happen really like common and a punt pass from a safety. To uh, was a guy a tight end I think maybe I don't know what was he another safety it was another safety yeah so a safety to safety pass let's look at the history of books how many times that happened um, but yeah Titans converted it I think over sixty yards for a score and Texans lost the game by by, by three so that probably would have been the difference right there Titans offense did not look good again I'm questioning to think did Matt Lafleur learn anything from Kyle Shanahan did he learn anything from Sean McVay um, yes, he had Blaine Gabbert for this game, so I'm not gonna not, knock him too hard. But um, the running game, they tried to get it going. They tried. Um, I think Lewis and Henry over, had over 14 carries apiece, and that's that. I mean, that's that, that's fine to me. That, that, that's sort of they getting volume, and is easily Henry or Lewis can break out, for, you know, for a touchdown on, on one of those carries. Yeah, uh, I, I still like Corey Davis. I think still think he'd be fine as a number one option, but this offense scared me. Yeah, I feel without Delaney Walker, they don't have that safety blanket that Blaine Gabbert could throw to. And I honestly feel like they just need to decide on – they just need to find the hot hand and play them for that one game. Like, if Derrick Henry is cold, like I've seen games that he's been absolutely ice cold, they just need to shut him down and just force feed Deion Lewis and not care about the other players' numbers. They just – they need to play smarter football on offense because they're very limited right now if they're injuries. Yeah, in Houston, I mean, yeah, well, I think – I kind of pre- not really predicted it, but I, I said I think the, the, the offense would be more dynamic when, when Fuller came back and that proved it. Um, two guys over 100 yards, Fuller and Hopkins. Watson, I mean, Watson, is still, he, he did his thing. I, I think this is, this is more of him, like, you know – uh, not the dynamic, you know, Michael Jordan esque performance he put on in those six, seven weeks last year. Um, I think, I think this is kind of performance we're gonna see um, week in and week out. Uh, Lamar Miller, I feel like they was winning the game. I think, I think they was up the, uh, winning the game in the fourth quarter, and he only had two carries. Um, so I don't, I don't get get that uh, offense right there with Bill O'Brien, but maybe they seen something we didn't see. I feel that this team is just a a passing team. They have to be. They're they have one of the worst lines in the NFL. I mean, he only ran twice, but he I don't know. I don't I don't like this team. There's a reason they lost this game. <laughs> and that's sad. You can't lose to Blaine Gabbert and think you're supposed to be a playoff team. Indianapolis and Washington, twenty one to nine. Both teams in the red zone multiple times. Um, and as you see, the difference between Luck and Alex Smith is Luck can convert, you know, on the touchdowns. 
while Alex Smith had to set up a field goals. Um, that's my big takeaway. And Colts, they look pretty good stopping the run. Um, me, I know me and you both had a lot of uh, Adrian Peterson this week, uh, and he really didn't do as much as we thought or hoped he would. Yeah, and I was honestly really shocked that AP couldn't get the ball moving against his Colts defense. And I don't – what is wrong with the Redskins? Why – are they not just trying any big plays? Because everyone, everyone on their team caught the ball, but no one did anything with it. And that's kind of shocking when you when you go sign Paul Richardson and you had Doxon, that's two deep threats. Um, and you got Jordan Reed in the middle. And you should have who's the other receiver? Um, Jameson Crowder. Crowder, Crowder, one of the best slot receivers in the game. I don't, I don't understand why this offense is not more dynamic, especially versus the Colts team. And you would, you would think, you know, playing Arizona. Once, once we saw what they did in Arizona, I'm thinking, okay, Washington might be for real. And then you, when you play Colts and Green Bay, Green Bay back to back, I'm thinking, yes, this defense. I mean, the offense is gonna get rolling because, you know, they're not playing, you know, no good defenses. So. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like I said, the sample size is very small. And, I mean, as right now, I only want Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed. Yeah, we'll see how they do against Green Bay this weekend. I like a lot of the Washington receivers on DraftKings because they're all cheap, and one of them goes off. That's, boom. Yep. boom, yep. $3,700 for Josh Doxson. Arizona and the Rams. Um, thirty-four to zero. Not too much to take away from the Cardinals, except that they're they're trash. Um, they didn't get across the fifty-yard line until the fourth quarter. You can't score fancy points if you're not close to the red zone, not to the touchdown. So, um, guys, we have David Johnson. I I'm sorry, I don't know what to what to do. I thought Sam Bradford was going to do do something. Um, it, but it might not be Sam Bradford. I think it's Mike McCoy. Um, he's terrible. He was with Broncos last year. They were terrible. So, it, it got to be Mike McCoy, right? Yeah, I don't feel like this offense is that bad. I don't understand why the only thing I can take away from this game is the Cardinals are probably the worst team in the NFL at this point. Yeah, and the Rams looking to see that they're both they're strong on both sides. Um, golf was slinging that thing this weekend. Um, I, that's, the only, that's the only knock I have on the Rams is the quarterback. Um, so... Uh, I, he proved that he he can play, and Todd Gurley they can get the run game going, but he still had three touchdowns. Uh, so <laughs> Gurley, Gurley probably is should have been number one pick in all drafts. I know a lot of people took Bill, but Gurley 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 is and will be the guy uh, re- remaining of the season for probably the next few seasons, honestly, unless <laughs> unless unless Saquon Barkley turns into Alvin Kamara just all the time, all right. Mm. Detroit and San Francisco, 30-27, 49ers won the game. Jimmy G got taken off the hook because of a holding call or um, defensive holding call or outside or something like that. He threw a pick six to lose the game. Uh, it was up three points. Lions was trying to get the ball back. Kyle Shanahan was trying to end the game, get a first down and win it. And Jimmy G threw, <laughs> threw a pick six, but he got saved. Um so Jimmy G really hasn't proved anything to me yet. I mean, I know for week one he had Minnesota, and we saw flashes. So I'm thinking, okay, playing Lions, oh, this would be this would be a shootout. This would be a, Jimmy G should look like the best quarterback in the game at least for this week. And Stafford was obviously obviously the best quarterback on the field. 
Uh, Jimmy G didn't have Marquise Goodwin, so I mean that's true too. He don't even have that many playmakers. I, I can get I can give him that. He don't have many playmakers. You're right. Yeah, so I feel like when Marquise Goodwin is back, that was his favorite target at the end of last season. When and he did he wasn't really there in the first game either. So when Jimmy G's team is fully healthy, I feel he's gonna start being more consistent and more We'll see how he is this week against Kansas City because that defense is atrocious. <laughs> and we'll talk. We'll talk about it in a second. But uh, I feel like um, this team is the team that should have went for Josh Gordon um, to give him another playmaker. Uh, Lions. I think they'll be they'll be playing from behind all season. So I went out. I traded and got Kenan Galladay um, in the league. I started him last week, and he proved that you know the the opportunity is there. Uh, they can't run the ball. They, their defense, sorry, so they're going to be losing. So, you got Stafford, Tate, Galladay, even Marvin Jones. I, I feel like they're good players because they're going to have to get the ball. Oh, yeah, I like Galladay a lot this year. And I feel like Marvin Jones, even though Galladay is the more productive receiver right now, I still feel teams are going to try to shadow or try to guard more of Marvin Jones than they are Kenny Galladay, especially, again, this week with Stephon Gilmore and the Patriots. Yeah, I, I expect the shootout later on this week. Um, so, going talking about Josh Gordon, New England required him for a fifth-round conditional pick. Um, Jacksonville, New England, 31-20. I guess the reason why they went for Josh Gordon is because when somebody take away Grunt, I guess you need somebody else, uh, at least to put playmakers on the field. And, of course, Edelman's still on suspension, but you got to do what you got to do. James White played pretty good in this game. Uh, Jaguars took, like I said, took away Grunt. And my biggest takeaway is the Jacksonville offense looked like this. I mean, I know New England not one of the best defenses, but, you know, New England is known for a bend but don't break defense. But if they look like this, if Blake Bortles can throw for almost 400 yards, uh, good luck beating them. Oh, yeah. If Blake Bortles can play like this every game this season, the Jacksonville Jaguars will go undefeated. Like, it was – it was amazing what he he did this weekend. Like he could not be stopped without Fournette. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Now I do think New England defense is not as good as it was last year as far as the passing game. I mean, maybe Butler's Butler absence maybe could point to that or something. Um, but for fantasy wise, we love when defense is not that good because now we can get their players on offense and have shootouts. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady, your Gronks, Edelman, uh, the running backs, get somebody. Yeah, I feel like our run defense is good, but our pass defense is definitely where we're vulnerable at. Let's move on to the what, Denver Oakland game, 2019 game with a field goal by uh, McManus. Case Keenum got, got down the field to set him up for that. The difference between Denver last year and this year, the run game is. It's established. They had two guys who can put it down your throat. Two rookies, and we talk and like they're 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 protecting their their Keenum investment. Um, you don't have to see Keenum have to throw a lot of a lot of um, balls to try to win games. You let the young guys run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That set up your play actions. That set up Sandra Thomas being one on one cover because the defense had to worry about the run game. So I I'm pretty impressed with Denver. They're two and zero. Oh. I mean I know I didn't see this coming. You know, two and zero. Maybe I saw one and one, but I mean, two and zero. They didn't play um, 
a great team we won in Seattle, but Denver Denver looks pretty fine to me. Uh, Fantasy-wise, though, I still don't think I want anyone from this backfield. Devontae Booker is still there, getting about 20 to 30% of snaps, and Lindsey and Freeman are splitting it, splitting it right, down, right about down the middle. But I still want Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders, even if the run game is established. Yeah, I, th- I think that they play a better team that's like to put up points. You will see, you will see them be more effective. I think this game, Oakland, Oakland, showed it was good against the run, and we won against Gurley. So I feel like that was a game plan for Denver. Going to the sun- Sunday football game, Dallas Giants. This was a terrible game to watch. Um, outside the first play of the game, uh, I think me and you did the same thing. We uh, <laughs> turned on the hill himself. <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah, I did not want to watch this game. This game was absolutely so slow. Saquon Barley like 13 catches, and they were all for like 5 to 15 yards, at probably like 5 to 6, most of them. It was it, yeah. was, it was a football game. It was, it was dreadful to watch on Fantasy Cast, too. Yeah, I think if you're – if you were to, uh, have any Giants players, like you said, Barkley, OBJ, Ingram, if if you're playing a D line that's great, uh, I don't think they they would be good that week. Uh, and for the Cowboys, if they if they're playing a team that uh, if they're, they're playing a team that can can stop the pass, and you know uh, Giants good at, good against the pass, not so good against the run. So I, that's why Zeke went off, and you see the week before Zeke didn't do that much um, week one. So you can kind of see tell right now what Dallas and Giants are good and bad at, uh, and I don't think much will change. Yeah, I don't think much will change either. They're going to try to win these games by controlling the clock. And move on to Chicago and Seattle, Monday Night Football. Chicago win the game 24-17, um, a pick six, and a Will Disley touchdown garbage bucket um, at the end uh, made this game a little more high scoring than it was. Um, I, I'm bailing on all Seattle options. There's nothing against Russ, but the offensive line is terrible. They can't get nothing done. It's hard to for them to move the ball. It's hard for your your options like Kyle Lockett and Brandon Marshall to get any type of you know rhythm as far as like more volume because I think it was like five plays in a row. It was uh three and out, three and out, three and out. I was like, well, that's not going to help me. So. I'm bailing on the options. Um, I think Russell Wilson is going to be fine. He's always start slow, uh, and Doug Ball was not there. So let's give them. Let's give him, I guess, a few more weeks before we put the journey out. But I'm, I'm selling. The only player I want from this offense right now is Russell Wilson. When Doug Baldwin comes back, I'll have Doug Baldwin because he's going to get once he's back. He's going to have a high high volume, and he's going to just be boomer bust. So that can definitely help my team during weeks that I'm going to probably need him. And, yeah, just Russell Wilson. He's going to run the ball, and he, he's going to pass it. He's a running back that passes the ball like Cam Newton. So I don't see why not playing him. And on the Bears side, I don't know how I feel about Trubisky, man. He – I feel like he's going to have his good games and his bad games, but I don't – I can't tell which one he's going to lean towards doing more. I don't, I don't think he's a special talent. I think he would be more of a game manager, trying not to make the wrong mistakes. Um, I, I mean, 
you see, uh, uh, good things about it. Ella Robinson got a lot of targets. Burton got some targets, and Jordan Howard was uh, running the ball very effectively. That's about it. If any of those three guys, I don't want them. And if, like I said, Trubisky, um, even Bortles, Bortles-esque, then maybe you know what I'm saying maybe this team can do something. Um, Nagy is a, is a good play caller. They score on the, on the opening drives every time because Mag, Nagy can can script it up. But once Trubisky uh, had to do a thing on his own, it's it's not it's not as effective as before. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. Maybe Trubisky get it together, um, especially this upcoming week versus that of a great opponent. So we'll see. That'll that'll recap week two. Preview the Thursday night football game. There, Jets and Browns. It's not it's not really a good game to a good game with fantasy because Jets and Browns defense are pretty good. And there's no, there's no like elite players except Landry, but I, I would assume Tremaine Johnson is, is going to shadow him. Uh, so what, what do we expect in this game? I mean, Landry has a knee injury; he could be hurt. Um, the only player I like from this game on Cleveland side is Carlos Hyde. I feel like for Cleveland to win this game, they need Carlos Hyde to run the ball and. Have like a hundred yard game with a touchdown or two, and then the Jets need to do the same thing with Crowell and Powell, and just try to check the ball down to a noon with a control the clock and win this game. I don't see this game coming to shootout in any way. No, I, I'm I think I'm predicting like a thirteen to ten score. Um, yeah, I could have a good game, but the Jets only allowing eight to seven yards this season, so small sample size, but. Uh, I think who they saw this. Well, they saw Lions. That that don't count, I guess. So, and they saw Miami last week with Drake and Gro- and Frank Gore. Um, so in high, I mean, I guess high is high the best runner that they faced all season. Possibly, honestly, yeah. Uh, well, mm, well, yeah. I I don't think this game gonna be that much high scoring. I know I did. I'm doing a couple drag king lineups, and so are you. Yeah, I think I, I have Powell, Powell in all of mine, and Newell in all of mine. Got a couple uh, Callaway in there just to. Give me a cheap option who can who could be a flyer, especially if Landry, like I said, Landry's out. That could be a that could be a very good piece. Maybe a Duke Johnson might get get in the uh, going going this week. All I'm gonna say about the captain mode on Thursday for DraftKings is that I have the Cleveland defense as my captain. <laughs> hey, they, they a pick six can do it. Sam Donald, you know he's known for the throw on on the first play of the game, so it's very yep. possible. Very possible. All right, we're going to move into our segment, What the Fluke? Um, once again, this is uh, fantasy stats that popped out from players that we, we don't really see often. Uh, first is Matt Ryan. Two rushing touchdowns, and the irony was he played Cam Newton. Um, what the Fluke? Two rushing touchdowns, and one he was, like, spinning in the air and landing in the end zone. Not I don't know what what was he thinking. <laughs> um, I don't know. Matt Matt Ryan is not going to do this again. He might not even have one rush touchdown for the rest of the season, especially when Devontae Freeman is back. Hope hopefully they try to keep keep this man safe and not have him spinning in the air. Yeah, yeah, look like a helicopter out there. Another what the fluke moment, Jesse James. Uh, yes, I know Kansas City is bad. Yes, the defense their defense is horrible. It was a shootout game. Five catches for one thirty-eight and a touchdown. One thirty-eight, though, like not 
not some, you know, five or eighty. He had a, a long a long catch of forty six yards, average twenty eight yards per catch. No. I just no. It's it's not gonna happen again, especially with Antonio Brown there. Antonio Brown is gonna get his. Antonio Brown is mad right now. Uh, this is yeah. not gonna happen for Mr. James again. <laughs> what the fluke, man? I just I, I don't I don't get it. Fantasy is crazy, man. Fantasy Fan- is crazy. Fantasy is indeed crazy. Uh, I know a lot of waivers went through this for day. Most leagues. Hope everybody can win the matchup in week three because I need I need some wins. Um, <laughs> I need some wins in the twelve man league, man. Like I don't like. <laughs> I got Tyree killed in week one. AJ Green in week two, and I have like one of the best teams in the league. It's so sad. <laughs> hey, that's it. That's hey. A fantasy is about luck. And if you can avoid people in the right times, that's when to do it. Yeah, you that's 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 not a good start for you right there. Uh that'll end Hunter Revelations of Preach Kev Preach. Uh it's Pastor Kevin Kev and with Austin Hunt. Uh we'll be back Friday uh Saturday morning with our previews of the week three and our stacks, lineups, and me also gonna get twenty five thousand dollars this week. So I don't know about y'all, but y'all better catch this train. Boy, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm winning 250K on Thursday with my lineup with Browns as my captain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a little bit of that right there. <laughs> oh man, oh, it's gonna it's our t- our time is coming. It's gonna happen. We got it. We got it. We got it. We got to play with some money though. But it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Peace out.